This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's 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 your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome back to the Barreled Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Riley. Today, we are going to be diving into the Padres. We'll be talking some NL Cy Young and some playoff expectations with my friend, Borna Naziri from Hog Watch on YouTube. Make sure to check him out if you have not yet. Finger on the pulse of the Padres all season long. Those of you listening on the pod, make sure to subscribe if you have not yet. Help us grow. Rate and review the pod. And of course, turn those automatic downloads on if you haven't yet. So you get the content as soon as it hits the feed. All of that out of the way. Borna, how are you doing, my friend? Jim, it's always good talking baseball with you. What a crazy year it's been. And finally, Finally, we're going to get some playoff baseball here in, uh, yeah. in, the, in the coming weeks, my, my friend. Yeah, and unfortunately, your crew isn't going to be a part of that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that um, in a minute. I, I want to start, though, with the news that came out within the last 24 hours that the Padres are going to have to cut payroll in 2024. That is the news that is out, the latest that is out every 48 to 72 hours. There's something new about your team. (laughs) The budget number is $200 million for 2024. That is going to, I mean, listen, the the, the payroll right now for the San Diego Padres is, what are we at, with 255, give or take a few dollars here and there. So that's 55 million that you're going to have to cut. Just letting... Hater and Snell walk, which has to be depressing as it is, that doesn't even get the job done. Uh, I know there are some there are some player options that you'll keep your fingers crossed that maybe the players don't pick up. But what do you expect this front office, this team to do to look like as we go through this offseason, knowing that you're slashing, not adding. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
You know, it's a it's a great question. I'm gonna be honest with you, Jim. I don't buy it. Uh, last year we heard the same thing. Last year we heard that they are going to have to be a little bit tighter financially. It was mm-hmm. a Kevin AC article, uh, Union Tribune writer. What do you know? They they dropped 280 and signed Bogarts. You know, uh, Kevin AC is a notorious writer in San Diego, but he's notorious for being wrong. And uh, this was his article that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I do think they have to retool. I do think the Padres have learned the hard way that building a team is not just, you know, putting a lot of top heavy talent and making it to October. They learned that the hard way. They're probably going to finish under 500. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they're going to be more financially cognizant. It doesn't mean they're going to spend less, but maybe right. um, I think building a team that's more youthful, more homegrown in turn causes you to spend less money. Um, but does that mean you have to completely put them out of the running for uh, of re-signing Blake Snell and Josh Hader? No, I actually don't think so. Uh, but it does make things interesting. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And also $200 million payroll is not a low number. So uh, they have very high expectations again next year. And they will the year after that and the year after that. And I think their successful baseball they played in September, even though it was too late, has caused them to maybe hopefully figure out a little bit of a formula. And that formula is you need the young guys to contribute. Yeah. You need to have your guys in your system contribute. Why do you think the Dodgers do it every year? So – uh, we'll see what happens, Jim, with, with, with the Padres payroll. Um, if it's $220 million next year, 210 should be still way more than good enough to be right. clinching their ticket into October. Taking a look at the Fangraph's projected payroll mm-hmm. for 2024, that is AAVs for players with guaranteed contracts. That is some of other payments. That is estimated salaries for the 40-man, estimated player benefits, we're looking at 181, and mm-hmm. then you've got some arbitration dollars that have to be doled out. Juan Soto is in his final year of arbitration. He made 23 million this year. He's going to be pushing 30 yep. next year. Yeah. So with Juan Soto's dollar amount, that takes you over 200 as it is. So you know you almost can't buy that they're going to go for $200 million because they're Rob Bradford was on the podcast last week. He's, you know, he knows people um, not saying that he's speaking from knowledge he has, but just his knowledge. He believes that the Melvin and the Soto situation, and we're going to talk about this in a minute. Uh, we're not there yet, but we will talk about it is one where maybe one of them is not there in 2024. Mm-hmm. And if they do deal Soto, we live in a world where Juan Soto is available for trade this upcoming offseason. That does give you some financial freedom to bring back Blake Snell if you are trying to stay around $200 million. And you maybe keep your manager intact. And you additionally maybe add some more prospects to the farm system, which I'm sure you would love to do. So this, the way this roster sets up, again, you almost need to hope that that 200 number, that AC is wrong, because it means that there are people leaving that you don't want to leave. And I got to think, got to think, you want Snell back, right? We'll talk more about Snell in a minute, but Blake Snell feels like the guy, I think he can let Hater walk, Hayter feels like he's one or two years away from crumbling. I don't know why. He just does. But I feel like Snell's got to be the piece. And what I've already taken a look. I have ranked the top free agents. I have ranked the top 57 of them. And I got Blake Snell number two. Who? On my free agent board. 
Otani number one, Snell two, really? Bellinger three. I got Snell two, Bellinger three. It gets thin really quick. It was tough filling out the top 10 because it gets thin yeah. rather quickly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is Snell the prized piece when you're looking at the free agent market for you? Let's had, say Otani is impossible. Is Snell the next best piece for you? He had too good of a year for us to re-sign. I mean, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna just, cost too much. And, and I don't want to get into the whole Julio Urias messed up story, but that I mean, his absence, you know, mm-hmm. just in turn brings up Blake Snell's value even more. Yeah, uh, being the you know left-handed pitcher on the market who's going to be 30 years he is 30 years old he's going to win the national league cy young i know we'll get into that in my opinion a little bit later in, in the show yeah um he's he's gonna get 200 million dollars jim uh, as, uh he, three months ago people are laughing at me blake snell is going to push 200 million dollars yeah. in this upcoming free agency his agent scott boris um scott boris gets the best deals in the business and additionally, he has no leverage in terms of competition on the market this year. Maybe you got a little Aaron Nola action. That's you know right. chips compared to Blake Snell coming up right. here in free agency. Blake Snell's had some of the best strikeout stuff of his career. The only knock on him is the walks. He's been absolutely dominant. I mean, in his last 23 starts, as a 1.2 ERA. Every time you give Blake mm-hmm. Snell the ball, he is going to give you a chance to win the game. Now, yeah. as a Padre fan, it's a little bit concerning because a lot of people have, you know, suspected Blake Snell to be one of those guys who was more intrinsically motivated because he was in a contract year where in years past, it took almost until the the postseason to get him actually to care. He's so good. It's hard to get him to care sometimes. So yeah, that's the concern with Snell, but Jim, what do you think? I'm, I'm thinking 200 million reasons to smile for the guy. I think the comp is Carlos Rodon. Yeah. And Rodon got six years for 162. And I believe he's going to get more. Might be, might be an option. Right. Exactly. I think Blake Snell has a friendlier injury history than Carlos Rodon. And then you just add in the year to year increase. You know, if Carlos Rodon was a free agent this year, he'd be looking at at six at 175. Yep. So I think that probably that's that's I'll go somewhere between that 175 200 range. And really, it boils down to getting to 200 if he gets that seventh year that will Mm. be the difference i think the aav will be between 25 and 30 at six years so he'll need that extra year to get him to 200 but you're right on he's going to be i've got him as the number two free agent this upcoming offseason and that's when when you're the carlos rodon was not the number two free agent last year so that changes things with a with a maybe a thinner market yeah, Snell's going to go. Snell's going to go for a lot. Yeah, and related to Blake Snell as well. I mean, here's the deal: uh, the Potters would love to bring him back, but for yeah. what the Potters are trying to do as an organization, it just doesn't make sense to pay right. that kind of money. I mean, they got a hundred million dollars tied up to Joe Musgrove. They got another hundred six tied up to you, Darvish. Mm-hmm. And Ruben Yabla has shown that he can bring in pitchers and make them very effective in San Diego. Something that they haven't said in the past. 
They brought yeah. in Seth Lugo. They brought in Michael Walker. They've had right. great years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they can use that formula. They don't need to pay another key guy in Blake Snell. It's just too too much money for a team right. that's trying to be smarter. Yeah, I think you probably, you know, Lugo has the ability to opt out. You know, maybe you try to bring him back. He'll cost you less. You could maybe get into the sunny gray market. That'll cost you a little bit less. So there's definitely going to be some opportunities to still get some really good pitching and not pay that inflated NL Cy Young uh, tax that will go along with it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, let's do, speaking of, you know, moving forward and, and the future of the team, there's... We're looking at some big changes, right? This this team now, and, and maybe not. You you may set me straight on here. This Padres team is the unluckiest team in baseball. You could simulate this season back nine more times, and I think all nine times the Padres would make the playoffs. Oh, in 12 in extra inning games? Um, what, what are we, uh, seven, seven and, and 23 in one-run yeah. games? That's, that is... 35 losses right there. And that would not happen again. So will we see changes? Will we see maybe Soto dealt if Melvin stays? Will we see Melvin out? Will we see Preller out? What's going to happen with the Padres moving forward this offseason and into next year? Will we see big changes or no? Yeah, I think Bob Melvin resigns. I think okay. uh, there's a lot of issues in San Diego. I think AJ mm-hmm. Preller has been a micromanager. We've seen a lot of things come out saying that he always is involved a lot more than even the manager in the clubhouse, too close to the players, doesn't give the manager leeway, doesn't right. give the manager space. And that's starting to get to Bob Melvin. And I think sometimes he pegs blame on the manager so he can stay in good relationships with the players. These are some articles that have recently came out in San Diego. However... Uh, owner Peter Seidler remains uh, to have strong allegiance for towards AJ Preller, even though Preller will be in his 10th year next year. He has not had a 190 win season. He's had a 180 win season. Uh, he is going to have a top five pair. Although, isn't that crazy, right, Jim? They're not 190 win season in San Diego. I went, on a little bit, I went on a little bit of a rant last night. You know where I stand on AJ. I, I don't think the, the, the organization needs to move on, whether that be Theo Epstein, go get the guy from Baltimore, the assistant GM, go find somebody. But mm-hmm. it seems like Peter Seidler has too much affinity towards the guy. What does that result in? That results in Bob Melvin being done. There's a reason why Bruce Bochy told Preller no three times over the last three years to come be the manager for the San Diego Padres. But this is the harsh reality of who we are as an organization. In my opinion, there's not going to be enough change where this team can be a consistent winner unless they find a new leader at the top. So Bob Melvin, in my opinion, resigns. Um, and I think Preller will hire another one of his puppets. That's Ryan Flaherty. I'll, you'll catch me banging my head on the wall every night on the stream. I think that is pro- – I mean, I'm with you. I, Bob Melvin is out right now giving a lot of very candid uh, – Jim, he's the best manager this team could have ever got. He is. He is. I do think he is – like you said, I think he's probably on his way out resigning 
it, it, or forced to resign and it, and he and he has the he's given the grace of bowing out right he's fired but he's given the grace of resigning um and i don't know where the perfect uh solution is there maybe i mean i don't know you've got I feel like Yadier Molina is one or two years away from being a manager. And I don't know if the Cardinals would knee-jerk fire um, Marmel to bring in Molina. So if you had an opportunity to bring Yadier Molina in there, I think he would be a great leader with the personalities in that clubhouse. Too. I think awesome. He already garners. Awesome. I think he garners the respect of Machado and Soto and Bogarts and that whole crew. So like, and and what a get that would be if if Yachty wants to do that. So, um, you know, you also got D-Row, seems like one of those guys. And again, obviously bench coaches galore all over the place, grab somebody's bench coach. So I, I don't know. I think Preller, Preller feels like the guy that, to me, that will remain because he has been aggressive. He's gone out there. He's been able to make deals happen. Not everybody can make these deals. He has the affinity. He has the risk tolerance to go out and get some deals done. And again, you run this season back. They got to know that, right? At the top, they got to know that. This season is such a fluke that if we did this again nine more times, we would be in the playoffs. If you were six and six, if you were 500 in extra inning games, you'd be in a wild card spot today fighting for that wild card spot, but you'd be in it instead of what are we five or six games out at this point? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's definitely, definitely some changes coming. I do think it'll be Melvin. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Let's, let's talk about, let's, let's circle back to this Cy Young uh, conversation and Blake Snell has really catapulted himself. It was a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Justin Steele, talking about Logan Webb, talking about Zach Wheeler, talking about uh, Spencer Schrider. Like the list went on and on and on. And now it's kind of narrowed down to two guys. Your guy, Blake Snell, and maybe 20-game winner Spencer Strider. He's probably going to get one more start to tune up for the postseason. And if he can win that start, maybe looking at his 20th win. Does Snell win the Cy Young regardless? Unanimous. You think so? Yeah, it's not close. I, I yep. mean, I Strider's ERA is pushing four. Yes, it is. Um, and yes, I, it is. I, I understand that he's been dominant. I understand that he's probably going to lead the National League in wins. I understand that he's mm-hmm. going to lead the National League in strikeouts. Mm-hmm. And I understand that his team is going to be the best team in baseball. Um, but Blake Snell's dominance, uh, has just been too much of a discrepancy to go unnoticed. I understand Snell's probably only going to end with 14 wins, which is still top 10 in the National League. He easily clears the ERA benchmark, which is arguably the most important benchmark when you're looking at a Cy Young award at 2.25. He's behind Strider in strikeouts in second at still a crazy amount at 234 strikeouts. Um, and I think his dominance since May really puts it into perspective where this guy had a 5.6 ERA a month into the year, Jim. And ever mm-hmm. since you literally can't touch him. So, right. you know, maybe I'm biased. Maybe it's my Padres bias coming out, but I, I would, he, and let, let me tell you this, he was robbed of being an all-star as well, which is crazy. I wanted to ask people, when was the last time a Cy Young award winner w- was not an all-star that year? 
I can't remember that. That would be a great one to to try to figure that out because I'm sure it's happened, but it it has to be uh, unusual. You, you know what's crazy? Are, are you a war guy? I am. You I, are. But I, well, tell me, tell me. The reason Spencer Strider is 13th in war at wow. 5.4. Wow. Uh, I believe Snell is at 4.1. He is, and that is 52nd. So the war supporters are going to come strong to at you with the war. Um, you like you said, you've got you know, Spencer Strider is looking at leading the league in strikeouts. He's looking at leading the league in wins. I'm with, but I'm with you. I am with you on Blake Snell. I like that that three eight one ERA is too high. Yeah, too if high. he now, I'm not saying you can't win the Cy Young and and be in the three. You know, I, I, but you got to be in the low threes, right? Especially yeah. if your competition for that award is. In the low-ish two two five low-ish twos, so I think Strider is almost he's he's close to having it. The ERA ultimately does him in, and it's not like Blake Snell is a striking guys out. Blake Snell is what do we have? We had two thirty four for Blake Snell. We are at two seventy four for Spencer Strider. So we're talking about a couple of starts, right? A couple of really good starts for uh, Blake Snell from being right there uh, at Spencer Strider's strikeout total. So. We got the number two strikeout. We got, I believe, our number one ERA for those that qualify. I'm not going to – wins, that's a team stat, right? Uh, but I do think – I am surprised to see the war, and it's got to come down to wins. That has to be the difference. And he mm-hmm. can't control wins. Yeah, and uh, I can't tell you how many times Blake Snell had zero run support earlier right. on the year where it was 0-0 heading into, like, the sixth inning. Uh, so – how many no decisions he's had or, or allowed one run in six mm-hmm. innings and the Padres had zero. So, right. I mean, I mean, uh, that's all I'm going to say. It's like, it's kind of hard to just know the whole story looking at that. Right. And yeah. uh, you make a good point. Talk about how wins and losses, a team stuff must be nice for Spencer Strider to be pitching with the eight zero lead in the second inning every day. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Logan Webb would be a 20-game winner on the Baltimore Orioles, and he would be the AL Cy Young, hands down. Blake, Blake, right Blake Snell would be a 25-game winner on the Braves. Yes, he would. <laughs> Very true. Uh, no, you're right. You're 100%. Blake Snell might have gone undefeated if he was with the Braves. Well, again, Blake Snell started out slow. Um, yeah. But, but he's, been, he's been unbelievable the second half of the year. Let's talk about the playoffs. We are, again I, – I, Unfortunately, the Padres are not going to be a part of it, despite a little run that got some people excited uh, <laughs> last week. But ultimately, it's too far, too much of a mountain to climb, too many teams that needed to come back. You caught the Giants. The Padres caught one of those teams that yeah. was a wild card, hopefully. Well, caught the Giants, but there were three other teams that needed to fall back to them, too. So let's let's stay focused on your side of things. Let's stay focused on the National League. Um, your sort of expectations looks like we're going to have the I can't believe Arizona it so Arizona leapfrogging the Padres or the Giants has to be one of the surprises of the season um so you're gonna you'll have two out of the West Dodgers and Diamondbacks focusing on the Braves though do you see a team that could take out the mighty Braves this October I think if I think if there's one team in the NL, it's the Phillies. Honestly, I 
They're just so sneaky. Uh, yep. Everyone's everyone. The Dodgers have so many issues in their rotation mm-hmm. that I just think. It, I mean, they can't trust Lance Lynn. Bueller's right. cooked. Kershaw, right. we don't know. Urias, obvious reasons. They just, you know, how many young guys can they call up to, to pitch for them in October, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, the Brewers have have been a really good team this year, but they're the Brewers, you know, like they're uh, the, just can't take them seriously. You just can't take them seriously. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the Diamondbacks, Cubs, fun teams, not taking them seriously. I, I'm really looking at the Phillies. You know, they, yep. they, let's not forget that they were, they started off very slow. I mean, they were 45 and like 45 and they mm-hmm. played really good baseball. And you take a look at their one to nine. I'd argue it's one of the best in baseball. And every single guy can hit. And Bryce Harper, his power started to finally wake up as well. Um, yeah. The pitching's good. I, 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 Philadelphia is the one team that I think could give Atlanta fits. And I do believe they knocked out the Braves last year as well in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you? Did. I am with you 100%. And this is not scripted. Anybody that's listening, it's not like we got together and huddled up and yeah. we're going to agree on all of this stuff. But I'm with you on the Phillies. Um, I worry about Atlanta going through some pitching troubles right now. Charlie Morton cannot be added to the the LDS roster uh, before the LDS because of the timing. So you're going to be without Morton unless somebody gets hurt and then you can replace them. So you're going to need something like something to go in your favor. Jim, who's closing Morton. games? Who's closing games for the Braves? Iglesias. Yeah, so, see, I don't love that. I don't love yeah. it. Well, it's not even that. It's getting to Iglesias. The bullpen has not been elite, as we have seen lately. You've got Morton dealing with a blister. Elder struggled against the Phillies last Mm -hmm. time out. And Elder, you'll need Elder against the Phillies because the way it's sort of the playoffs stack up right now is you have Philly and Arizona. And I I think that's going to hold. I don't think we're going to see anything change, even though Philly, the Cubs in Arizona are currently tied. Um, for the for, for the wild card spot right now, so that, I guess that could change. But either way, regardless, Philly in that four spot would play Atlanta in the second round, so they would be lined up if Philly can get over whoever, whether it's Arizona or Chicago. And there you go, right there, you're going to see Atlanta is Max Fried's blister, right? Mm-hmm. Is Charlie Morton able to be added because somebody else needs to go to the IL? How's Bryce Elder pitching? Spencer Strider, we know, is going to give up runs. He's not lights out. He'll strike a lot of guys out. He'll miss a lot of bats, but he's not going to shut you down. So Mm -hmm. there's the opportunity. And the fact that these teams know each other so well, Mm -hmm. right, being divisional foes, going head-to-head, they've seen each other a ton, so they know little things that guys do. And Philly just took two out of three from the Mm -hmm. Braves. And on top of that, they played a four-game series the week before. Atlanta got three of them, but they were all close. They were all tight, tough games. With Schwarber hitting like he is, Trey Turner has gone back into his Captain America mode like he was in the WBC, right? The Phillies are playing some great baseball, and that's a disaster because I'm with you. I don't think the Dodgers could take out the Braves. Kershaw is being carried to the finish line. There is too much going on that could set the Dodgers back from a pitching perspective. It does seem like it could be the Phillies. So if we're looking at this, do you see you you could potentially have a Phillies and Dodgers NLCS if that happens? So and the I'm Dodgers sure that- Dodgers wouldn't even have to get over the Braves. They'd have to get over the Phillies. Do you being as close as you are to the Dodgers situation? Do you think the Dodgers maybe match up better against Philly? No doubt. And could no, come through. No one wants to see Atlanta. Um, yeah. 
It's also hard because I like the Phillies as a sleeper, but like they already, I guess, were that sleeper that made it all the way through and then lost to the Houston. Do they make the World Series in back-to-back years? Right. Odds will say no, right? right? So that that's where you kind of go back on it. But they're they're better than they were last year, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. just you know, and they're playing they're playing pretty good baseball. They've won five straight. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're cruising. So mm-hmm. man, it's the beauty of baseball. You just never know. I mean, heck. What if the Cubs are on some crazy run? You never know. Yeah. Like the Cubs, the uh, right now the Cubs are slated to go to Milwaukee. Probably there's going to be more Cubs fans uh, than there are Brewers fans at those games. Could be. And yep. then and then you never know with them. So uh, we'll find out. It should be interesting. I think the the American League as well is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. The American League is going to certainly have its pieces with the Orioles and the Rangers. What kind of team are the Rangers in the postseason? How can the Orioles pitching hold up? What is Tampa, who's looking like they're going to have a wild card? How are they going to play? Through? I mean, this whole thing, the, the, the way the playoffs play out, it, it's going to be fascinating. There are storylines everywhere, and there's a lot. I mean, and we have some, even though we don't have the New York teams, uh, we still have a lot of interesting baseball uh, lined up for October. Um, I want, uh, before we let you go, again, for anybody that has just maybe listened to us, didn't, didn't hear us the first time because this is your second time on the pod, tell those listening where they can find all of your stuff, wherever you are, social media is all that. Where can they find you? Appreciate you as always, Jim, for having me. You guys can find me uh, at the Hogwatch on Twitter, Hogwatch on YouTube. We cover everything related to the San Diego Padres. So I've been telling a lot of my viewers, Take your uh, few weeks off from me now. This offseason is going to be very, very interesting yeah. to cover. So uh, yeah. I don't say that lightly with Soto, with Snell, with mm-hmm. Otani, with Preller, with Melvin. It's going to be – I'm pumped. This is my little two, three weeks off. So go find me on all platforms at the Hogwatch, YouTube Hogwatch. And, Jim, as always, uh, it's always good talking shop with you, my friend. Likewise. This has been fun. And, and maybe next time we get together, we will be celebrating something – you know, monumental that the Padres have just done. Never, resigning. never. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll hope. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. I do appreciate you coming in and spending some time here with the barreled up podcast. Again, make sure to subscribe. If you haven't help us grow rate and review the pod and turn those automatic downloads on. So you get the content as soon as it is available. Everybody, thank you for coming in. Born again, thank you for being here. And I'll catch you next time.